Welcome to the Faith Lighthouse Church message of the week. We hope that you enjoy this teaching. For more information about this message and other resources, visit mylighthouse.church. Today we are finishing up our series uh, called The Miracles of Jesus, but we're we're concluding it by finishing the message series portion of it, but... um, it's not over <laughs> because I truly believe that we have seen miracles take place. I know for a fact that we have seen miracles take place over the, the past several weeks and the past several months and even the past few years, miracles have taken place. And so it's my heart and, and my, my desire that, that we continue this discussion of miracles because when we talk about miracles, we ultimately understand the hope uh, that we have and, and, and an opportunity to glorify God. So while we may be finishing up the series portion of this, the teaching portion of it, I want to continue this message for as long as we can. Um, and so what I want to, to ask you to do is if you have a miracle that you would like to share, let us know. We would like to ha- take the opportunity and, and have you sit down in front of a, a, a camera and share the miracle that God has done in your life. And, and for the however long and however many miracles that we have to share, we want to show that miracle here on, at church on Sunday morning. And to inspire, to encourage, and to hear the great things that God is doing in all of our lives to, to celebrate the miracles. So in your bulletin, uh, there is the connection card, the tear-off. There's a little check mark on there that you can put that I want to share my miracle. And so if you could, just write your name on the connection card, check the box, and then turn that in to guest services. Or uh, you can turn it in to someone in the back. They'll take it. Or you can send an email to us, you can give us a call, you can put it in smoke signal, whatever you want to do. Uh, that's not going to work, I, don't, I can't read smoke signal. But whatever, just let us know. If you have a miracle that you want to share, please let us know because we want to, to celebrate that. We would like to share that. And it doesn't have to be something that's happened in the past few weeks, but if God has done something in your life uh, several years ago or many years ago, let us know. We want to share in that celebration and that miracle. So please take that opportunity. If there's something you want, and you may, well, it's not that big. No, share it. If it's something that you've been praying and believing for and God has answered that, let us know. We want to celebrate that and give God the glory for that. So please take that opportunity to let us know what that miracle is. So as I said, we are finishing the message portion and the teaching portion of this series, The Miracles of Jesus, and I hope that it has encouraged you, I hope that it's inspired you, and and I hope today as we finish this series up that, that it will even encourage and inspire you even further. We can see countless examples throughout the Bible, not just the New Testament, of God's miracles. We can see God working his miracles in the Old Testament. Going all the way back to to the Israelites and and wandering through the desert, God provided miraculously for their need. That God provided manna raining down from heaven to meet their need. They were hungry and God said, okay, I'll provide. And a miracle of food came around and they were able to survive and continue on. We see that God is able to do the supernatural. We're able to see God meet needs that that we would never imagine. I don't know when the Israelites were praying to God, asking them to meet their need, that they thought that food would just rain down from heaven and they'd wake up and there's food all around. If you have kids at home, you probably wish you could just wake up and there's food automatically in the cupboard every day because they eat it all. And you're wondering, what happened? Where did all the food go? That, That I would love for that to happen. 
And it's possible that God can meet our needs in, in miraculous ways. We see uh, the miracle of God providing uh, the, the oil and, and flour of the widow for, uh, for the widow and her son and Elijah. And, and there was an endless supply until the drought ended. That was a miracle. There is no way that you can explain it. There is no way science can explain that there is this, this ever-flowing uh, supply of food until the drought ended. That was a miracle. Over and over again, we can see examples throughout the Old Testament of miracles taking place. That God doing something supernatural that there is no way we can explain it. And last week I I shared the example of what a miracle is. And and I feel like the definition of a miracle is a little lacking. That that The definition of a miracle is a welcomed event. Yes, a miracle is a welcomed event. But it's more than just a welcomed event. It's something that, that you're believing God for. That you need him to come through and to meet your need. Because there's no one else that can meet that need. And God comes through. I love hearing stories of miracles. And that's why I want to hear your stories Let us know what God is doing in your life. And I love reading through the Bible and hearing and seeing stories because it just does something to my faith. And I hope that it has done something to your faith as well. I hope that your faith has rise through the past several weeks. And so today I want to look at one one other miracle. But I will say this, tonight at our worship night, I will be kind of continuing it, albeit briefly, another miracle this evening. So don't miss our worship night tonight at 6 o'clock. It's going to be an amazing time. We're believing God to move in an amazing way. So come back tonight at 6 o'clock for a time of worship and prayer and a a brief word. And one one more miracle uh, as we look at tonight. But if you want to turn in your Bibles, turn to Mark chapter 5. Mark chapter 5. If you don't have your Bibles, we'll have it up for you on the screen. But this miracle is one that you you may be familiar with. And and hopefully, again, this will will challenge and inspire you today. So Mark chapter 5, starting at verse 25. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had. Yet instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. Because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately, her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. At once, Jesus realized that the power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my clothes? You see the people in the crowd around you, crowding against you, his disciples answered, and yet you can ask, who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet, trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. He said to her daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. All it takes is a touch of faith. All it takes is a touch of faith. Now, let's look at the context a little bit of this story. Let's see what was going on. Uh, Jesus was on his way to to do a, a healing of a young girl when this encounter took place. He was already headed to another place, but now something had happened. Another healing took place while he was on the way. This woman had been dealing with this issue for 12 years 
12 years. We don't know exactly uh, how old she was, but 12 years is a long time no matter how old you are. For a woman in, in, in this time, in this day, uh, in, in, in the world that she lived in, that means that she would have been excommunicated from her community, her family, her tribe for 12 years. Because of this issue. Now, you might be here today and say, man, I wish somebody would excommunicate me from my family for 12 years. I can't take these people anymore. Please, somebody send me away. (laughs) But she had lived for 12 years excommunicated from her family. Excommunicated from those who were closest to her. 12 years, day after day goes by. We don't know the exact issue. All we know it was an issue of blood, which means that she was bleeding. And it was a continuous, never stopping issue. We don't know what caused it. All we know is that it was there, that we know that she was a very, very sick woman. Under the law in Leviticus, she would have been considered unclean, meaning that she had to be excommunicated, that she could not be around those that she cared for, those who loved her. When we see the story of this woman, we can sense that she was suffering in every sense of the word. That it wasn't just a a physical issue, it was impacting every area of her life. And I want to take a look at those just briefly this morning. That first, yes, the obvious, it was a physical issue. That this issue of blood, her continuous bleeding was physical. There's no denying that. That her problem was physical. That she had been, more than likely, because of this, she was very weak and she was probably very anemic. Just from the medical side of things, this is what would be taking toll on her body. I can imagine that she had no energy at all. I have never been in a situation like that where I've been anemic or, or you know, a, a, a continuous flow of blood. But that's what happens when you're continually to bleed that there is this issue of anemia. And that zaps your body of all energy. I imagine that because of this issue that she was beaten down because she, every day she wants to get up and do things that she used to. But she can't do them anymore. So this is a physical thing, but it's moving to different parts of her body. It's a social suffering that she went through. She couldn't have a husband. Or if she did have a husband, that that he had to be separated from her because she would have defiled him because of this issue, because she was unclean. So if she was married, more than likely she would have been separated from him. If she wasn't married, now she has no prospect of getting married. That's a lot to take in. For 12 years, this went on. For 12 years, this was going on. Socially, she is separated from doing what we all desire to do or potentially do. It was emotional. This was taking an emotional toll on her. Being alone for 12 years is no easy thing to do. Again, I know some of you in here today, please send me away for 12 years. I need to be away for 12 years. But honestly, after a couple days of being by yourself or being alone, you desire and you long for your, your family. You know, it's having three kids and, and all, you know, relatively young in middle school and elementary school. There's, you know, challenges that come along with that. And it's nice for Rebecca and I to be able to get away and spend a few days. But, but I've noticed this, what happens if we take a few days away from the kids, like, after, like the second day, the first day, we're good, man. We're away. But the second day, I'm like, you know what? I kind of miss them. You know, I kind of miss my kids. And then they call us, and then they tell us something happened. Like, well, nope, 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 nope. We're, we're still gone. We're not going to see you until Saturday. 
But you, you may desire to have that separation, but when the, desi- when the separation actually happens, you long for them. So imagine what she's going through. Again, for 12 years, she's separated from those that she loves and she cares about. That must have been very lonely. It must, she must have felt isolated. She was desperate. But it was also spiritual. Think about this. We take for granted in, in our world and, and the opportunities that we have every day. We take for granted, most of us, that we can come into our house and the air conditioner's running or we can turn on the lights or that we do have food in our cupboards. We take those things for granted. One of the other things that I believe we take for granted is the ability to come to church, to worship and fellowship with other believers. Because of this issue, she was not able to go and worship at the temple. Because had she done that, she would have defiled everybody there. So she can't even go to worship and and give God praise and glory because she didn't want to defile everybody. Think about that. Think if somebody told you, you can never go to church ever again. Never can you come together and worship God with your brothers and sisters in Christ. We take it for granted that we can pick and choose when we go to church. She was basically told, you can't do this because of your suffering, because of this illness, because of this sickness. I don't know about you, but that would, that would hurt me. Well, pastor, you're the pastor of a church. No, beyond that, not just because I have reverend in front of my name, but I love church. I love coming together. I love fellowshipping. I love that, that we get to, to go through challenges. I love hearing stories of what God is doing in your life and to inspire me and to encourage me that, that we can come together and talk about scripture verses that, that challenge us and all of that. I, yes, I even love the messy parts of church because ultimately I can see God glorified through even the, the challenging times that God comes through. And if somebody told me, you can't be a part of that, I don't know what I would do. So this is spiritual for her, but it was also, number five, it was financial. The Bible says she spent everything she had trying to find healing. She spent every, wouldn't you do the same thing? If there's an issue, if you're sick and you're going to go to every doctor, every specialist, you're going to empty your bank account to try and and find a way to, to get better. And that's exactly what she did. She spent everything she had and nobody could give her an answer. She emptied, she was penniless and still had no answers. This issue affected every area of her life. It was not, I've got a physical issue, but it affects me spiritually, emotionally, socially, financially. Everything is wrapped up here. And you might find yourself like she is, going through a difficult time and needing a miracle in your life, and it hits every single one of these. Or maybe you can identify with one of these. But we see that in her situation, she has more than just a physical issue. It affects every part of her body. But yet she had hope. She knew that Jesus ultimately could heal her. Now we don't know exactly how she heard about Jesus. Now again, we take for granted the world that we live in. We take for granted that we have social media. We take for granted that everything is is at our fingertips. We don't know how word spread that this man Jesus was outperforming miracles, that he was touching and healing lives. We don't know how she heard, but perhaps she heard that Jesus had healed some lepers. Perhaps that people said, "Did you? Can you believe what this guy did? This guy Jesus, he's out healing people." 
Perhaps she heard word of that as she separated from everybody, but, but she hears that this guy is doing amazing things. Or maybe somebody came to her and said, this may be your last option, that you've tried everything else, but, but this guy, Jesus, he's done some amazing things. Maybe he can help and heal you. No doubt that she heard some way, somehow, that Jesus was able to heal, and her hope was in him. And she wasn't going to let anything stand in her way. She was risking everything. Her going into that crowd, she was risking everything. Well, you say, well, she didn't have anything to lose. Well, she had her life ultimately to lose. By going in the crowd, she risked making everyone unclean. If the crowd had found out, mob rule would have taken over. Hey, that's that lady that she's, she has that issue. She's making everybody unclean. The mob could have come out and, and basically just formed around her and stoned her to death right then and there because of the, what she had done to everyone. She was risking, and she knew that. She knew by going into the crowd, and this was potentially going to happen. Subject to humiliation, retribution, and even death. But she wasn't going to let that stop her. That day she had something else on her mind. She had a focus that Jesus is ultimately my hope. That what doctors haven't been able to do, what no man was able to do, I know that Jesus can do for me. And nothing is going to get in my way. Oh, the hope that she has. Church, I want this story to grab a hold of you today. I want your faith to rise this morning. I want us to have her hope and her faith in Jesus. Her healing was powerful. Her healing took place at a time when nobody expected it. I can imagine her going through the crowd and she hears and she sees everyone, just throngs of people around Jesus. And she, that's the guy. He's the one that I've got to get close to. And she was risking everything by doing so. Now, when the Bible says that she touched him, the word touch means a little bit more than just to simply reach out, but actually it means to cling on to or to adhere to. Basically, get the visual representation. She was going to reach out and touch and grab a hold of him until she got what she was coming after. She was not going to miss this opportunity. Today is my day. I am not going to miss out on this chance. He is the one. He is the hope. Nobody is going to stand in my way. I'm going to grab a hold of him. And in that moment, she felt her body change. In that moment, life change happened. In that moment, she was not just healed physically, but she was healed emotionally. She was healed spiritually. Everything changed in that moment. That is a powerful healing. And oh, it was personal. As soon as Jesus felt her grab a hold of his cloak, he knew something happened. Now, again, I would be one of the disciples. I would have been the disciples going, Jesus, why are you asking who touched you? Don't you see everybody is around you? We've all been running into each other. We've been elbowing each other. We're shoulder to shoulder here. How can you ask a question like that? But her touch was different. How many people passed by Jesus in that moment who had a need in their life? How many people passed by him in that moment, rubbed shoulders with him, and nothing happened? But something happened when she reached out and grabbed him that he felt the power come from her, to, from him to her. Because she knew nothing is going to stand in my way to get my healing today. Don't miss out on the opportunity 
that God has in front of you. And he spoke and asked, who who touched me? Because something was different when she touched. And when he spoke, she fell to the ground before him. But he wasn't going to preach a message based on the law. He wasn't going to humiliate her in front of everyone. He wasn't going to tell her what she had done was wrong. He was interested in showing her love. He wanted to help her, not condemn her. She publicly confessed before everyone what had happened, and she was different. Something happened. My life is changed, and I'm going to tell everyone. I'm not going to keep this a secret. This was a powerful healing. This was a personal healing, but it was profound. Look at what Jesus calls her. Don't miss it. Jesus says, daughter. Daughter. We take that for granted. Again, we take that for granted. But she has been excommunicated for 12 years. Her separated from her family. And now, in that moment, Jesus says, daughter. But it's not just you're a family, but there's something so much more powerful and profound. That means that she is the life-giving relationship with the Savior. That God has opened up heaven to her. That it was not just a physical healing, but it was a spiritual healing. She spent much of her life as an outcast, living like a nobody. And now Jesus has called her daughter. Now she's in relationship, taken in to the family of God. That's powerful. That's so much more than she probably ever imagined And her faith brought her into that soul-saving relationship with Jesus. I don't know how much energy it took for her that day to get up and go through the crowd to get to Jesus. But she did it. I don't know how much time she spent contemplating, if I do this, this is going to happen. If I do this, potentially this will happen to me. But she did it. Because all she knew that day was it was going to take a touch of faith. To reach out and to grab him. After 12 years, she had hope. That today could be my day. This could be my moment. No one else has been able to provide answers. I have longed. I have waited. But today is an opportunity. She had lost everything. But when she heard Jesus was coming by, nothing was going to stand in her way. She needed a miracle that day. And no one was going to get in her way. She wasn't going to get in her way, church. She was not going to get in her way. She got out of herself and said, I'm not going to let the fear, I'm not going to let the persecution, nothing is going to stop me from getting what I need today. Church, you may be here today and you need something. Get out of your way. I don't know how long you have struggled with something. I don't know how many years. Maybe it's been 12 years. Maybe it's been 24 years. Maybe it's been 24 hours. I don't know. But I know I serve a God who does miracles today as he did 2,000 years ago. I'm believing and standing on the word of God that miracles are still possible today. 
She needed a miracle and nothing was going to stop her. How many people that day passed her by, passed Jesus by, and they missed out? They missed out. She wasn't going to miss out. I'm not going to miss this chance. Church, don't just brush by Jesus today. Grab a hold of him. Hold on. Cling to. Receive the power that can only come from Almighty God. He has the power to change your situation. He has the power to change your life. If you need help, get to him. Don't let anything stop you. Don't let what anyone thinks of you. Don't let any, what anyone may, may have something in their mind. Don't What you think about yourself. All it takes is a touch of faith. All across the room, if you would, close your eyes. Holy Spirit, you are in this place. Holy Spirit, you are in this place. And I ask right now that you speak to our hearts. You speak to our lives. We know that you are God of miracles. We know that you can do things that no human can do. We trust in you. We believe in you. And I know there may be someone here today. And you need a miracle in your life. You need God to move. He sees you. You know, as we have seen through some of the miracles over the past few weeks, often we see that Jesus sought people out. In this instant, she sought him out. Seek after him today. Chase after him. Pursue after him. Prepare your hearts for what he wants to do in your life. Prepare to receive what God has for you. Don't let anything stop you. The Bible says all it takes is faith the size of a mustard seed. May our faith be the size of a mustard seed today. To receive, to believe what you have for us. If you would stand this morning. I often love to ask this question. What is the Holy Spirit speaking to you today? In this moment, what is he speaking to you? I can't answer that question. I don't know what exactly God is speaking to you and to your life. But if you need a miracle in your life, I believe one of the best things that we can do together as a church is to pray and to believe for a miracle. So what I'd like to do is, is to do this. Is if you would like to receive prayer, if you're believing God for something in your life, that I'd ask you to come forward and just step up to these altars. 
And we want to come around and pray and believe with you. This doesn't mean that we have to to do anything odd or crazy, but just simply pray and believe. Last week, we looked at the miracle of Jesus spitting on the ground and making a mud pie. And, well, there's no mud, there's no dirt, and so don't, that's not going to happen. But God may ask us to do something to step out of our faith a little bit, step out in faith a little bit. So I don't know exactly what that is. I don't know exactly what you're seeking for, but I believe that we need to take just a few moments. Don't let anything stop you. Don't let anything stop you. So right now, if if there is something that you would ask for prayer for, we're just going to conclude that way. So if there's anything that you would ask, you would like prayer for, believing God for a miracle, just come join us up front and we'll pray and we'll just see where the Holy Spirit leads us next. Not worried about a time or anything else right now. Let's just focus on what the Holy Spirit wants to do in these few moments. Thanks for listening to the message of the week. If you've enjoyed this teaching, would you consider a gift to support the ministry of FLC? Visit mylighthouse.church forward slash give. Faith Lighthouse Church is located at 3409 Paul Buckman Highway in Plant City, Florida. Our weekly worship services are held on Sundays at 11 a.m. We also have various life groups and programs for all ages that meet throughout the week. We'd love for you to be a part of what God is doing in Plant City.